Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good, Good tactic. tactic. Yeah. I've, had it, I've had it during my very limited legal experience. It's happened to me at least once. And I've done it at least once. Yeah, you got to be negotiating. So it's non-negotiation. He tromps off, and I imagine him in his car with his bag phone, calling, <laughs> calling <laughs> them to turn off the servers. Um, yeah. And, and again, that was a that that's a that's a powerful negotiation move. Yeah. So now, Donna, well, the first thing I said, the first thing I thought is like. Well, what's the contract they're under right now? Like, is he is he able to? Are they on a day to day? Yeah, or, or that's exactly what system? I was saying. Like, they can't just change the price if they. Well, they're not under a contract. Is probably what's going on. This is the contract. Yeah, this. So they were on an hour to hour basis. Like they were just on a verbal agreement between yeah. Joe and Gordon, and that's yeah. the whole point of the episode was they needed to get something on, in writing. So this is it in writing after it goes through the business development um, people, which the business development people, like they probably heard this and they're like, well, this is not what, this is an oil company, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's not like they can Google what's the market rate for the market rate for, yeah, for this. Like, do you guys know anybody who work, uh, work in technology? Yeah. My business development people tell me it's like, well, good for, good job for them. Figuring that out. Like, they're earning yeah. their pay down there in biz dev. Um, so, uh, anyway, Cam flips her shit on Donna in front of everybody. And then Boz goes dad on Cameron. And yeah. says, like, who the fuck do you think, you know, like, essentially, like, what the hell do you think you're doing? Blah, blah, blah. And then later on, out by the woodshed, or wherever on this freaking farm half the time this house the front of the house appears to be in a neighborhood and the back of the house appears to be in alabama yeah yeah i was i thought the same thing or like i'm like are they in a barn yeah because whenever they show like that back part like when they have like they had the mannequin in the pool or whatever the hell like it seems like it's a farm and then so he's taking her to the woodshed Literally. literally and metaphorically yeah and he says like you know all she was doing was acting like you act every day, you know, and you just don't like looking in a mirror. And don't you realize that people have other shit going on in their life? And, and he knows that she has other shit going on in her life. Yeah, and he knows it. So anyway, regardless of all that, Donna feels culpable and goes to Joe on bended knee at Joe's place. And Joe plays of business. For some reason, Joe is still doing business from B2. <laughs> so they're having this... In the server yeah, room. Yeah, they're in the server room. Probably because they paid so much for the set, they had to justify it by having enough scenes yeah. down there. Yeah. Like Joe doesn't have an office yet or something. Um, and so but, the, part of you, but, but, but part of you thinks Joe likes to, like... Joe could have had her come to an office, but Joe... Or a conference room. Yeah. 
God knows they've got probably like three conference rooms on every of the 20 floors that this company takes up. I think Joe, part of me thinks Joe just likes it because he likes to be a man of the technology. It has a little bit of a, he, he has a little bit of a flair for the dramatic too. Did, did and he you likes see to be like running you see these Cardiff software? Yeah, you see they're all running right now, and you're not getting shit. And like, yeah. you know, this is where we're going to have the meeting. Here's the button I pressed to turn you off. Yeah. So she has no choice in her mind except to go for his terms, which yeah. are. Five dollars right now goes down to three fifty when you meet my benchmarks, which he's just pulling out of his ass. And they were email, email news ticker, and uh, 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 oh, here's Unix. the big one. Yeah, you have to go be it. You have to port it to Unix. Yeah. So she brings this back to to mutiny, and the people are like, they have the little. It was what was who was it? It was Cameron yeah. and Donna and Boz and Tom having the talk. So I guess Tom at this point, since no one's being paid and no one has titles, he would essentially it looks like he's kind of like a senior VP now. Yeah. He's a chief of staff. No, 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 no. He's I would say he oversees kind of no, he's a senior vice president. Well, after he was done screwing the boss, he told the guys Okay, get back to work. So I'm assuming he is in some managerial position. Yeah, I'd say he's an SVP, and I say Boz is like a some sort of like weird like a uh, sort of uh, like of counsel or yeah. like yeah. <laughs> in the legal world or whatever they call that. You know. So okay, so here's a really funny thing, just in terms of like because you're throwing out titles. So in in the public service here, mm-hmm. um, they have um, every deputy deputy minister is the highest ranking non-elected person in the public service. Uh-huh. So they report directly to a minister who's somebody who's been elected and and has been named to cabinet, like uh, the minister of magic. Minister of magic, yeah. Precisely. So you'd have a deputy minister of, of magic who is like a career public servant right? who has risen through the ranks and now so is... he, or to make it an army uh, thing for our uh, military or service member listeners, you'd have the lieutenant who is in charge and has been placed there by the powers that be. But then you have the career military man who's like a first sergeant yeah. or, or sergeant first class who actually does the oversees the day to day and has the years of experience. Or if you're going to use the corporate ex- the example, you have the chairman of the board who is a board a member of the board and you have the CEO who reports to the board or the president who oversees daily operations and reports. Yeah. So like on a, on a government from a corporate <laughs> governance system like for instance my the corporate governance in my organization I have a, we have a CEO who reports to a board. Um, the CEO is the equivalent of a deputy minister. At any rate, I don't know where I was going with this. Oh, yeah. So here's the confusing thing. Deputy <laughs> ministers... Here comes, folks. ...have chiefs of staff. <laughs> and lately they've reverted... They've they've gone to calling their chief of staff a chief of staff. Uh-huh. But for a long time, they were called executive assistants. 
Oh, that's not good. Yeah, but these were like these are like highly paid like yeah, confidant like run like run the day to day operations. Yeah. But and and like from a literal perspective, they're the assistant to the executive. Uh-huh. So they are an executive assistant. But an executive but a, assistant is like a really good secretary or a secretary. It's like, like a top-notch secretary. Yeah, like yeah. it's a secretary for like, like the, the CEO elites. or yeah. a big VP or something. Yeah. The, but still, they manage the calendar. But yeah, that was the that was a really confusing thing. Where it's, I it's thought you were like, going to go that like the deputy minister had an assistant who was a, also called a deputy. A or, dep- like everyone dep- had like so it'd be like the the deputy deputy chief yeah. of, the chief of that you know deputy deputy chief of staff <laughs> or something. Because yeah. we have that, I think we have that in like the federal government here in the states, right? Like you have like. Secretary, well, undersecretary to the secretary of the secretary of the deputy, deputy undersecretary secretary yeah. or whatever. Yeah, in in the public service here in Canada, it's like deputy minister, assistant deputy minister, mm-hmm. and that's about it. And then you have like executive. Whenever director. I hear deputy, I only hear I only think of um the the, the googly eyed guy from Mayberry. <laughs> Or deputy dog. Like I have no positive. No positive. Like <laughs> yeah, I guess there's a deputy and or the dumbass deputy from those Burt Reynolds movies, where he's driving yeah. around in the car. Yeah. Like the 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 son who's an idiot. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I have no or deputy uh, Roscoe Pico train. Was he a deputy or is he was uh, no he was a like chief of police or something. Anyway, I don't have any positive uh, correlations yeah. in my head for deputy. So where were we? Um, Boz goes dad on her. She goes back crawling on bed and he takes all the stipulations, comes back. They immediately try to figure out a way to not comply with the stipulations. Um, And Boz raises the point. Maybe they're good suggestions. Like just because they're coming from Joe doesn't mean they're bad suggestions. Yeah. And honestly, according to Boz, Boz is just sitting there and he's like voice of wisdom and he's like, okay. Maybe we should just do it right. It's like that. It's like that meme with Kermit drinking tea. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. exactly what it is. It's, yeah. it's like, don't mind me. I'm just maybe they're good suggestions. And okay, bye bye. Okay. So they do do the email and the ticker, which yeah. is you know two thirds of the thing. What they never really drill down into is how hard it would be to port this thing to a Unix system, which yeah. I don't even know what all those words mean when they're tied together in that manner. Yeah. So I certainly don't have any idea. Uh, but instead of doing that, they spend a day linking up this incredibly elaborate way to try and trick Joe. And yeah. in doing so, um, I guess they create um, what we use today, which is Yeah, they made a broadband type of network. A broadband connection. Um, and then they, you know, anyway, so they're banking on the fact that Joe's an idiot when it comes to technology. So he comes in and I think it's a little show offy, even for Joe when he's like, no, let me play chess again. And he plays it three times. And the editing isn't the best here because you can't tell that he played an entire game of chess 
Maybe he didn't. Maybe he just did the opening moves with th- three or yeah. four different people. But he's like, hmm, it's interesting that three very different people would open with the whatever exact the fuck same. opening. Yeah. You know. So, oh, great. You're like a chess master now, Joe. That's still yeah. a bit too much. Yeah. And um, so from there, he's like, no, it seems like your machine's kind of hot. Like, it's melting. And they prize it open. And he wasn't fooled at all. He's he a little impressed. He stomps off. Yeah, we don't know that yet. But he stomps off and says to Cameron at his car window, like, the worst part is that you're better than this. Which is, wow. Like, Joe's telling you that. Yeah. So, um, anyway. The best part was in he. well, I don't want to skip ahead. I'm not going to skip ahead. Never mind. Well, no, the, ne- the next part... Well, okay, here's what we have. So then we have, this is where, like, we've already had Gordon break our heart Yeah. in this episode. So, and I, I mean, I don't know. I can't, I mean, Donna is an adult, makes her own decisions. But the fact that the company just collapsed and then this scene is happening with Cam driving her to the clinic yeah. is, you know, not pleasant. It's hard. and But it's interesting because you hear a lot of things about, how you don't see shows taking abortion seriously as like a serious option. Well, we certainly had that here. Yeah. And, and it wasn't a, I'm thinking about doing, but I'm not going to do it. It was a, it was a thoughtful, it was a thoughtful, um, look at how it seriously is, you know, it reminds me like the, the song brick by uh, uh, piano man. My, my my wife just got home, so I'm all. Uh, who I uh, Levi says hi. Why am I? Who who's the piano? Um, does Army and Brick? Oh, uh, uh, Ben Folds. Folds. Yeah. Anyway, the song Brick is a thoughtful examination, or not not necessarily thoughtful, but truthful examination of the the same sort of uh, situation. So yeah, you're right. That's not something that anybody on TV ever wants to talk about. The interesting thing is Cameron saying, you know, you don't have to do this. Yeah. Like mutiny might be out of business tomorrow. Well, she certainly doesn't want it hung on her that, that she's doing this because of the business or whatever. But I really don't think it is. She doesn't want to be a grown up in any respect. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's kind of unfair to Cam, but a little bit deserved, I think. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, But since we've seen behind the curtain a little bit, we know that Donna has her own real motivations for doing this. Yeah. Part of it is, you know, all the things she said to her mom, which are, I don't know how many of those are just justifications and how many of them are, you know... Uh, well, yeah, but she's in a bad place yeah. generally. Like she doesn't even that's want what, to like that, be like I mean. parenting. Like, yeah. You know, that's what I'm gonna say. Is part of it is also that she's not on the sturdiest of footing with her marriage yeah. or her life, or you know, yeah. in, you know, any way you look at it. So she's been thoughtful about this, and it's not just because she wants to keep working 20 hours a day. It's because. Yeah of a number of other things that she's been thoughtful about. So however you feel about it, I mean, I think you're right, Levi. It's an, it's one of those taboo topics that people don't, don't capture on television and yeah. it, cause it's so hot. And so, um, I applaud the show for, 
you know, taking it head on and, you know. Well, and it'll be interesting how they deal with the aftermath. I'd be kind of let down, honestly, if there was, this sounds fucking awful, but uh, if, like, they copped out, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they both went, they went into the center, but she, you know decide not to at the last second. We find out, find out she didn't. Yeah. Yeah, like, they need to take, I'd like, that would be very interesting if they did that. Um, I'd also similarly be disappointed if they moved on as if this wasn't a big deal. Yeah, that's the big Because I don't want to, I'm not trying to, like, echo, like, this right-wing talking point that, like, it causes severe psychological damage to the mother, blah, blah, blah. Um, however, it isn't a decision people take lightly, especially somebody who's already a parent. And I think we saw that, like, at the end, not to jump ahead, but, like, when she's singing to her daughters. Yeah, she takes Like, that was her. heartbreaking to me. She, yeah, that was... Especially because that's I... the song that Natalie and I sing to our our daughters. Oh, knife. I was I was watching this with my wife and the last fifteen minutes of the episode we were just silent. And I'm like trying to take notes during the episode too, and I like stopped and it was just like, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna click. It was paralyzing because yeah. like Gordon did his stupid thing, then there was that awful fight with his brother with the children around and then yeah. this scene and then it ends with Gordon calling Donna from the hotel room and singing that song and the girls yeah. falling asleep with their little bear and her bunny yeah. or whatever. And, um, yeah, that was just like, whoa, just a punch in the gut, a giant punch in the gut. It was tough. And it's, it's, I think it's an impressive thing for the show to do because they didn't kill a character or, I mean, granted Gordon has like this this illness, but that that wasn't what really made the the thing so potent. No, and that's that's the that's the interesting thing is like they generated that sort of feeling from just human uh, actions, just normal. And, and you know what it is? It's it's the feasibility of it. Like, okay, so I like we've talked uh, one of the other shows that I watch. I don't actually watch regularly a lot of like dramatic TV shows, but the other one, you know, another one I watch is Game of Thrones, and they do horrific things. Right. And the thing is, things it takes for them to do to like make me have an emotional response because it's a is like are pretty extreme because it's fantasy. So yeah, they like so they. But when when we're dealing with issues of like a marriage where like both people are like working a hard, happy. But they're working and, hard, and it's man. like, and it's like you have issues of infidelity, and you've got abortion, and you've got tough being a parent. It's like these are things that are within the sphere of for any. I'm not saying they're issues for me, but like it's like any married couple. These are within the sphere of the possible. Mm-hmm. So and, and, and that's when they why tied Cameron in there, who's such yeah. a young, like she's young, unmarried, obviously person. But she gets pulled into this, too, because she asks, should I go with you? And then she realizes as soon as she gets out of the truck that, like, yeah, I need to, you know, go with you. And she's pulled into this. And when she tries to get the weight off her back about, you know, saying it's not because of mutiny or whatever, 
um, yeah, it's it's a serious but real life thing, and it's handled in a way that made for good television. Like it, you know, yeah. it punches you in the gut. Like yeah, Game of Thrones has to spoiler alert has to have a guy burn his you know prepubescent his- daughter at the stake. To, to get that same sort get, of reaction. To get a reaction. And this just... Yeah, and it. like, yeah, we're getting this, a similar emotional response being like, Gordon, don't cheat on your wife. Yeah. And and Donna, are you sure about this? And like... Uh, yeah. And then part of us is like, the idiot American TV watching part is like, well, I don't really want to watch Donna with a baby. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> She got so skinny for this season. I just, I want to see her be a badass at, you know, computers. Yeah. I don't want to see her with a baby. Uh, so, yeah. So Cam takes Donna to Planned Parenthood, which was interesting because today we went out and I got, my, the whole family went out and I got a haircut at this. I was going to ask you if trendy. A- well, we, we go to this trendy place in this trendy part of town where they give you trendy haircuts, right? Um. Which apparently now, I just learned that, oh, my wife isn't here and I've forgotten what they call it. Um, but like having big poofy hair that's colored blue is like the newest trend. What? Like I have my hair cut like kind of like, I guess, like 50s style, sort of like Don Draper yeah, or something got, like that. You've got the standard like young, like I'm in Canada and that's the this is the standard haircut for young, hip, urban Right. So we go to that part of town where the property is way too expensive and, you know, three quarters of the neighborhood is undeveloped, meaning that it's like houses that are completely neglected and need to be torn down. And the other quarter are worth a million dollars. They're like, all these like, like tear down. Type yeah. Of and they're all like, and they're, there's all these like really hot spots around town and everything. Anyway, that's where I go to get my haircut. So we take the whole family cause like, you know, sightseeing or whatever. And, uh, um, so we went, I got my haircut. They sat in these like leather chairs and it was all, it's a really cool place. It's very retro mm. and everything. And the girls talk and the barbers think it's hilarious. And, uh, then we walked to get some ice cream. We walked past a place called, um, planned pet hood. <laughs> it's a vet, but it's, uh, uses sort of a symbol, like a logo that's like reminiscent of Planned Parenthood and it's called Planned Pethood. Oh, wow. And so that's where you, you know, get all your spay and neutering done there. That's funny. <laughs> so we just saw that today. And so then all of a sudden Don is going to Planned yeah, Parenthood. Yeah, you're like. And, um, uh, yeah, no, I thought it was, uh, uh, yeah, I think you're right. You just don't see that. You don't. Well, I'm not on television shows I watch, I guess, but I watch mainly yeah. superhero shows. So, um, anyway, uh, it's a very um, superheroes don't moving, have unwanted pregnancy plot point. So, and now we assume that Donna will never disclose to Gordon the baby. Um, I'm sure that'll be an episode nine type of disclosure. <sighs> yeah. This show, I mean, one of the things I like about it, they don't go for the cheap thing very often. Yeah. It's it's usually earned. So if it does come out, I think it'll be earned. So we'll see. Well, I just think about like their big um their big fight last season where she's like um 
yeah, I almost cheated on you, and I should have, or you know, something, something to that effect. Yeah, like, it, oh yeah, it was like a thinking person's. Like it was a really argument. <laughs> it was a really low blow type of argument. Yeah. So yeah. I just wonder if that sort of thing will come out. Because she or, does harbor resentment against Gordon. Yeah. Although wow. at this point, it's kind of they've really flip flopped. Like she's. She's. It seems like she's working like eighteen to twenty hour days yeah. there. And but seriously, until she had resentment against Gordon, but until this point, and maybe it's because I'm a guy, or maybe it's because I've forgotten key points from last season or something. She really wasn't warranted. Um, until now, I mean, now he's yeah. cheated on her, and well, uh, he was kind of a he was a bitter. He was just a bitter guy for a long time. She wasn't... Neither of them were the people that they married. No. Yeah, you're right. So... But it's, it's cool to see them working through that. Yeah. And obviously the hurdles that come... And it's cool them. to see that they, like... Even, like, we get these glimpses throughout this season where, like, even though they're going through these tough times where she's, like working nonstop and he's staying home with the kids and he doesn't know like he's not happy with his situation but he's got a he's got a happy face on most of the time until he finds out that he's dying but like you know and i'm starting to think like it's like the like i think the the pregnancy thing and the uh you know brain cloud or whatever are too much it's like they're taking the favorite couple in the show and they're just pummeling it them a little bit one or the other would have been sufficient but to have them happening at the same time feels a little bit like overkill it's pretty brutal like Downton Abbey my wife just said which is that's where Downton Abbey went crazy where they just like we're just gonna we're just gonna be sadists with our with our plots yeah like who's your favorite character fuck them you know make them make them die or have the most horrible thing happen to them Um, thankfully no one likes Lady Mary, so she's alive and well. Um, <laughs> but, um, more like Game of Thrones, where it does sometimes seem yeah. like, although honestly, none of the people that have died have ever been my favorite character or close yeah. to it. So I'm kind of indifferent to that. But, um, okay. So, uh, big, <coughs> big blow up between brothers is also part of this big end sequence. Yeah. Uh, Gordon calls Donna from the hotel room and she sings a song and everyone cries. And then yeah. it goes black for a split second. You think the episode's over. Um, and then it comes up on Joe and he lays out his whole plan for his yeah. potentially future father-in-law, Jacob. And, um, Jacob's getting a little sick of his shit. Yeah, Jacob's like, Joe's like, and they deceived me. And Jacob's like, yeah, I know how that feels. Yeah, and he's like, I'm getting a little sick of this shit. I think he actually said, I think they swore on AMC. Because <laughs> it sounded like, like yeah. Joe, you seem to be doing things behind my back with uh, kind of, you know, irreverence. Sort of just like, uh, you know, whenever you feel like it. Like, I, I like the hunger. But I like it if I can make money. I don't like it if I can't trust you. Yeah. So he's getting a little fed up. But Joe is Joe is Joe and drives on to his point, which is they figured out a 
broadband network in 24 yeah. hours. And it's an ingenious concept. And so he suggests, dum dum dum, that West Group acquire, acquire Mutiny, thus binding all of our characters closer together, with the exception yeah. of Gordon, who's off yeah. having a brain cloud and dying with his kids. Yeah. And having sex with his brother's ex-girlfriend to prove something to himself. Yeah. God, that was so painful. Anyway. You just saw that. That was like, that was like watching a, a car accident happen in slow motion. It was. Like, no, 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 no. Here, it's coming. No. And, then, and then they like, out of put a scene of something else, like some frivolity at like mutiny on there. Yeah, and they come back, and it's like no, it keeps getting closer. Like, oh god, just yeah, it was totally slow motion. Don't sit on the blanket in the truck. Just stand, stand. Just Are you so my mother-in-law just got here, and it's twelve fifteen a.m., and they immediately started cooking. Awesome. I'm really um, uh, Teresa, what's the name of the 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 new hot hairdo for men? Uh, the merman. The merman. The merman. I guess you paint your hair blue or green. I gotta Google this. It used to be the the what? The man bun. Yeah, the man bun was the. Oh, you know about this? Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. I I'm still stuck on the Jesus Christ, which is where I was for about a year, and then today I'm on the. Oh my God! I'm looking at this. The merman. Oh my goodness! People do this. You know, it's like it's like Game <laughs> of Thrones, like the the Tarashi people in Game of Thrones. It's not in the movie. All right, let's, it, if you it, could it, make, well, if you could go ten minutes without talking about Game of Thrones, be awesome. Sorry. Um, do the merman. We have an email. Okay, let's. And let's then we can. The and then we. Well, I don't think we, we have a chance of coming it's in. Twelve fifteen, and you have a mother-in-law cooking for you. So. Yeah, and we have a chance of coming in under two hours, but. I may have to cut out that whole thing about car negotiations. Yeah. Um, it's from Rachel again. Thanks, Rachel. Two emails in one episode. Thank you. That's a new record. Tying an existing record. Yeah. Um, hey, Matt and Levi! Exclamation point. This email is about episode 206, 10 broad 36. But I had one last thought about episode 205, Extract and Defend. Oh, there she uses the name that I'm familiar with. Okay. It occurred to me that Joe signing the prenup agreement at the end of the episode was not necessarily the grand gesture of love he made it seem. I don't think Joe was ever interested in Jacob's money. That's not to say that it really was all about Sarah either, though. Joe doesn't want to inherit someone else's success. He wants his own success. I also considered that he may have signed the prenup to protect himself since he still plans on achieving that success one day. Yeah. Yeah. Now, on to episode 206. I was really, all caps, upset and disappointed with Gordon for cheating on Donna. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, once again, this felt like a cliche plot point that played out exactly how we all hoped it wasn't going to. <sighs> However... Donna's cliche pregnancy plot point did result in her having an abortion, something I am sure she has no intention of telling Gordon. This seems to balance the deception between them. Yeah. If these secrets ever come out, they will be forced to face the deeper problems in their marriage, which may result in them splitting up by the end of the season. 
Yeah, now, the, the, the secrets aren't equal. And I'm not saying I think one is more worse or better than the other, yeah, but it's very, it's they come from very different places. Negative one plus negative one doesn't equal zero. Yeah. But what about negative one times negative one? It equals one. Yeah. So just think about that, everybody. Just think about that. She think can, about what that means can, to you and email she, us. She continues. I'm going to make a hopeful prediction that the, con- that the consecutive meltdowns from Donna and then Cameron will be the worst it's going to get this season. I, mad interjecting, do not hope. think so. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Here's, it looks like I'm they're gonna trying to make, torture I'm us make this a season. bold prediction. We've had a Donna and Cameron meltdown. We haven't seen Gordon dig a hole in the backyard yet. And you know what we haven't seen, which I think has been teased? Just in some regards, I think this could be one of these things where we look back and we realize they've teased it the entire season. Remember how part of um, uh, part of the backstory is that Joe demolished the data center at IBM. Yeah, he's going to demolish the data center here. I'm just I'm just thinking you that know, to, I'm actually just thinking since you mentioned the hole in the backyard, like, and this is me being dense, but. Like, that is, was probably an uh, early indication of his mental illness. Right? It didn't occur to me. And and you know what else is? Like, we early on we thought they're, they're cracking jokes about how he was hearing things. and Couldn't remember and things. Couldn't remember things. And we're like, oh, yeah, that's because he was coked out of his mind. Maybe it's still a possibility, but it's also a possibility that this brain damage. Okay. Well... Okay, Rachel hopes that Donna and Cameron aren't going to get worse. Um, she says, I am also, I am hopeful that the much-needed ass-chewing Cameron received from Boz will wake her up and mellow her, mellow her out a little. I think it is a good sign that Cameron was there for Donna when she needed her in the end, and I really hope the bulk of the bickering will be behind them and they can start yeah. to work together better as a team from now on. Cameron is still and always will be Cameron, but it's time for her to start showing more serious growth. Yeah, I think that's what we're saying, too. Like, I agree. Uh, She's been through, like, her company has collapsed at the hands of her, you know, former lover. And um, now she's dealing with this thing that Donna's going through, and she's stepping up a little bit. Um, And, you know, maybe she's, like, being introduced to, hey, this is life, you know what I mean? And... Maybe she'll grow up a little bit. So, okay. She continues. Joe is really starting to get interesting. Joe played Donna and Cameron as well as Jacob. Like they were part of an elaborate chess game, which was also his game of choice when he was testing out Mutiny's new interface. This is a miss for Cameron, who was always able to see through his bullshit in the past. But Joe knows this about her, so he probably went in prepared for that. The question is... Is the checkmate moment when Joe suggests to Jacob that they acquire mutiny in the end? Or his, is his ultimate goal still to come? I think we can probably safely assume that Joe is just getting started. Yeah. My suspicion surrounding Joe's story this season and his true motivations has grown even more. I've started noticing the use of mirrors a lot. That's true. Uh, it's a good point. I, I, yeah. I, I, it's true. Uh, especially in his scenes with Sarah. 
In the prenup scene, we see Joe's reflection in the mirror across the room, and when he calls Sarah at the beginning of 10 Broad 36, Joe is reflected in the closet mirrors. This could just be some cool staging and cinematography, or maybe it means that some things with Joe yeah. may not be as they appear. Oh, that's brilliant. Um, I'm starting yeah. to wonder if we can take anything Joe does this season at face value, or if we should always assume the opposite of what appears to be true. This was a great episode. Oh, God. Okay, if you say exclamation point. It, was, it probably was a great episode. It was it a, a great episode. It was also a brutal episode. Yeah. I really feel like the season has started to get really exciting, and I can't wait to see where all this is going. I mean, I agree. Everything's going apeshit crazy. Um, everyone, oh, by the way, Rachel. Thanks, Rachel. Thank um, you, Rachel. And, uh, yeah, I agree. It was a very interesting episode. Lots of stuff happened, and... Um, yeah, it's, it just seems to be getting crazier every week. So yeah. I hope they don't go off the rails crazy, although I worry they have, as Rachel mentioned, like having these dual, like yep. having all this stuff befall this couple at the same time is a little much. I don't think yeah. they needed it, honestly. Like, <clears throat> I don't think they needed it. I think one of those plot points would have been enough. But I feel yeah. like they kind of had this Donna thing figured out and they wanted yeah. to do it but then gordon's just over here with nothing to do you gotta have gordon have a crisis like gordon doesn't have a story this season really he kind of yeah. jumps in and out so his like yeah. through line is like so they kind of had to it's kind of like a soap opera it's like let's give him a life-threatening you gotta illness. give yeah gordon has to be dying but he has to be dying in such a way where we can stretch it over a few a few yeah. seasons if we if need be. If we change our mind, so we can we can Breaking Bad this one. Yeah, <laughs> and we'll give it. It's really again. I'm not a doctor, so I don't know exactly what this condition entails. But the way it was described by the doctor on TV, it seems like it could just stay. Could plateau, could get worse. Yeah, so they can like leave themselves an out. So I feel like yeah. they kind of had the whole season sort of plotted out and then yeah. like tagged his storyline on, which yeah. it, I don't want to see that happen. Yeah, they're like, I favorite. don't think it's enough of a crisis for Gordon to be like a stay-at-home dad. We need to figure something else out. Yeah, which I, what can I mean, we give him? It's true though. I mean, otherwise he'd just be kind of sitting home. What they you know what they they could show him yeah. like drinking too much or yeah like uh, you, know, you could like have had the coke crisis i mean could that's have had coke again but yeah i don't know um but i did think that taken on its own merits the donna storyline is um you know compelling and there's a bunch of stuff happening and watching joe as a negotiator was brilliant uh yeah. even though it was against like his friends and people that we like more yeah. than him even but, though it makes him a jerk if Still you're, brilliant. if you're, you know, if you remain sort of, uh, you know, take your feelings out of it and just watch it as like entertainment, which it is, uh, then yeah, his character is by far the most interesting. Yeah. Um, maybe not the most beloved, but the most interesting. No, yeah. definitely the most, he's, it's central to this show. Yeah. Okay. Well, we just went over right. two hours off to the side, okay. whether or not to keep in all that, um, negotiation stuff. If I take it out, uh, for those who missed it, we talked about negotiation tactics for about 20 car. minutes. <laughs> Which, so. uh, and then it devolved into other things, of course, yeah. as it does. But anyway, um, this has been our double podcast 
of Halt and Catch Fire Season 2, Episodes 5 and 6. Now we're um, all caught up. Uh, if you want to contact us, Levi? Bjorkbrothers at gmail.com. And uh, thank you very much for listening. And sorry for the delay in getting this out, but uh, we appreciate every each and every one of you. So uh, take you. care, everybody. And Levi, good talking to you. Nice talking to you, Matt. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.